Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. This is universal. It's unavoidable. Everyone goes through it. Most resist it. Sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's not. What I'm referring to is change. Change is happening all around us. Some change is great. We fall in love, we get married, have kids. We buy homes, we find jobs, opportunity, and success. This change feels amazing. But not all change is like that. Change can also be hard, really hard. Change can feel like a storm that has no end, like endless waves that just keep crashing and crashing down. It can feel like a weight so heavy that you find it hard to carry on. Or like a wind so destructive that it rips apart everything we thought we knew and felt safe with and makes it unrecognizable. So how do you respond? How do you get through our storms? How do you live, even thrive, within change? Hope. We need something strong. We need something constant, firm, and secure. An unchanging hope in an ever-changing world. We need to be anchored. Unchanging hope in an ever-changing world. It was, I don't know, about two... Two years, maybe just a little over two years ago, I received a phone call um, letting us know, I don't know, some of you know Doug and Elaine Kidd. Doug and Elaine Kidd were part of the Pembroke campus before we launched out to Laconia. They're now serving up in the Laconia campus. Uh, Doug and Elaine Kidd, there's Doug. Doug had, uh, Doug had fallen down and they brought him to the, the hospital and they found a tumor, um, big tumor. And they've, they, they treated it. It was chemo and radiation. Doug was always a man who... Uh, I used to make fun of him, and we have a great relationship, so I can say this. He, he had kind of my hairstyle, um, it, you know, kind of like real thin on top, um, little hair over here. And so Doug always wore a toupee because he was a proud man, and you know, I'm, I'm not bald. Doug now is a beautiful, bald man. Um, <laughs> But part of it was through just the reality of going through chemo and radiation and, and losing his hair and then just waking up to the point of saying, you know what, it's, it's, it's just hair, who cares? And I think probably his wife encouraging him, you are a beautiful bald man. And so she helped him embrace that fact. Doug is, uh, Doug is still fighting the battle. Doug is still fighting the battle. I was able to just at, uh, Doug is a teacher. 
He's been a teacher for years and years and years over at Merrimack Valley High School. And this past year, when we were at kind of the, the awards banquet, I got a, a double blessing because I was able to be there, one, for my daughter as she was receiving some stuff, but two, was able to be there to, to see Doug honored as Teacher of the Year. And Doug, an incredibly gentle man, incredibly loving man, he's loved in that school. Doug's retiring at the end of this school year. He's, well, school year's over now. Doug is retired. But Doug, who was being honored as Teacher of the Year, stood up and he received the award and the very, the very first words out of his mouth, and I quoted it, it's my faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that carries me through every day. I talked to him afterwards. I'm like, Doug, that was bold. And he said, what are they going to do, fire me? <laughs> the things you can do when you're retiring. <laughs> There's a backstory to this. Now, Doug and Elaine are incredibly, incredibly strong believers. But even in the strength of their faith, there are trials and there are tests. Elaine, well, let's hear from Elaine. Would you watch this? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the trial is cancer and the trial is he is the love of my life he's a very genteel loving awesome man of God and when I see him I see Christ <laughs> I see Christ because those are the attributes that are in him and um What's the battle? Cancer? I mean, nothing can separate us from the love of God. It's a win-win situation, whichever way it goes. But for me, it was just, it's too soon. <laughs> it's too soon. Um, how long have I been married? Not long enough. That's, that's the way I, I feel about this. And um, he has been incredible through this through this trial. He's very positive, but not in a worldly way where you kind of try to psych yourself. No, he is positive and knows who God is. And his trust is in God. And his trust is in the Word of God. And he's been doing all the, these memory verses about healing. Um, for me, that's been the biggest trial. Like, no. You know, I, I want him to continue being in my life. What do you do? Where do you turn when the storms of life pop up? The phone rings and it's the doctor. They found it too late, stage four. What do you do? Where do you turn? Your daughter comes in late one night with tears. Mom... 
that I'm pregnant. Things have been slowing down at work. People have been let go, and it's Friday afternoon, and your boss wants to see you before you leave for the day. Your parents just let you know that they're getting a divorce. These are all hard situations that we walk through. They're the kind of things that make us ask, like, God, where, where are you? And while we would love to know exactly what God is trying to teach us, to show us, to help us grow in, to reveal to us through the situation, there comes a time when we look at the storm and we look at God and we determine with great conviction that regardless of the hardship that we have to endure, that we will trust him through it all. We ask why. Why God? Why me? In every storm of life, we want a resolution. We identify that there's a problem, and we want a resolution to that problem. We want God to bring a solution to the problem, to fix it, to heal us, to give us a new job, to take away the pain, to to remove the hurt. We search for the resolution, but God wants to give us the revelation. And we realize that the revelation is the resolution. What if God's allowing the problems for a purpose? God wants to give us revelation as, as, our, as our resolution. What, what, if, what if revelation is resolution? We think resolution is merely just a solution to a problem that we're facing. Resolution is just, it's, it's the ability to see someone or something more clearly. Now, that's how Webster's would define it, resolution. Being able to see something or someone more clearly. But what if God is using the storm to give us greater revelation of who he is, who we are, and what he's doing so that, so that we would hold fast to him in the midst of those circumstances? In the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, if you've got your Bibles, you can go there. If you don't, you can write it down and go there later. Isaiah, chapter 55, beginning with verse 6. Still here a couple pages. Isaiah 55, starting with verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They're way higher. His ways are not our ways. Oftentimes we would say, well, I'm trusting in God because he's safe. I'm trusting in God because he's my protector. There's a great line in the, the movie or the book, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. 
by C.S. Lewis. Mr. and Mrs. Beaver are having a conversation. Talking beavers, I know. It, it's make-believe. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Don't you hear what, Mr., uh, what Mrs. Beaver tells you? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe. But he's good. He's the king, I tell you. Our God is not safe, but he is good. And things will happen in your life that will be hard. They will be difficult, but he is good. Challenges will come. Storms will rise up, but he is good. Our key passage in this series is in Hebrews chapter 6, and you can turn there. The thing we need to get our head wrapped around today is a truth that is given to us in this scripture, Hebrews chapter 6. We've, we're working our way through the whole passage from verse 13 to verse 20. And this morning we're hanging out in verses 17 and 18. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise, the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. He desired to show us more convincingly his great love for us causes him, desire, it causes him to desire to show us more convincingly. Like, you, you still don't believe me? You still don't understand? Let me show you more. Let me show you in an expanded way. Let me draw the picture bigger and brighter for you that I can be trusted and that I love you and that I am good. He desired to show us more convincingly. We who have fled... We who have fled for refuge, those who flee are running from something, right? Yeah. Most times, those who flee are running from something. In this one passage, we can learn that we can have the confidence to not run from something, but to something. We can run to God because He is our hope. He is our anchor. He is the strong tower that the righteous run to and are saved. Hold fast. That we might be able to have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. It's interesting that that term, hold fast, it's a, it's a nautical term. When the storms were coming up about the boats, the captain or the first mate or someone on the boat that had a loud voice would usually yell, hold fast! And it meant grab hold of something solid because a wave is coming and it will sweep you off the, off the deck. You could end up as shark bait. Hoo-ha-ha. Um, <laughs> so hold tight. Hold tight. Hold fast. Bear down. Grit it out. Stay the course. Keep your eyes focused on him, even in the middle of the storm, the hardship, the trouble. 
God gives us revelation. Rather than seeking out the solution, rather than going, you know, God, how are we going to fix this? God wants to show us things through these storms that come our way, through these challenges and these troubles. God wants to show us and reveal to us different things. The first thing, he wants, through, through revelation, God, God wants to show us his character. He also wants to, he, he wants to teach us who he is. We need to know that God cares. He desires to show us more convincingly who he is and what his purpose is. He cares about us. God is reliable. We can hold, uh, hold tightly to him. We can cling to him. He's reliable. God is unchanging. The same yesterday, today, and forever. What was said of him in the past that is true can be said of him today, and it is still true. He is unchanging. And God has a plan. We can know that God has a plan. We may not know why the plan has been set in place, but we can trust that it's part of his plan, and we can trust that he will see us through. When there's a trial, when there's a challenge that you face, who are the people that you turn to? Probably someone who's reliable, someone who cares, someone who's unchanging, and someone who's wise. Different people in your life that you would turn to and say, hey, got this going on. What's your take? How do I respond? Can you give me some advice? Can you give me some insight? God wants to show us that he's caring, he's reliable, he's unchanging, and he's wise in the midst of the storms that we face. That he is the one that we should always turn to. Through revelation, we discover who we are. I, I love, when God desired to show more convincingly to the, this is like an interactive now, to the, to the heirs, not hairs, to the heirs. Who are heirs? What are heirs? Relatives sons and daughters, people following within a line where from one goes to another. We are heirs. We're in God's family. Say that. Turn, turn to the person beside you. I know, I, trust me, I, I hate this. <laughs> when people tell me to do this, like, oh, just shut up. So, but get it in you. Maybe just say it to yourself. Don't, don't turn to the person beside you. Say it to yourself. Out loud right now. I am in God's family. Now turn to the person beside you and say, so are you. We are in God's family. If we're in God's family, we also, there's, there's another revelation that comes through to that as to who we are. We have a future. We have a future. There's a hope for something so much greater than what you can see with your own eyes right now. We have an inheritance. We have an inheritance. The king, the king, God the king, God the father, God the creator of heaven and earth. 
way beyond He-Man. He is the master of the universe. And we have an inheritance because we are in His family. Even if the storm brings an end to this life, there is a promise and a future. The best is yet to come. We have an eternity, an eternity forever with God and eternity with Him. Through Revelation, God also shows us His purpose, what He is doing. God allows storms to show us our inability and reveal to us His ability. Storms keep us from becoming too self-reliant. Reliance upon our own abilities or our own riches. It's interesting. Um, I was having a conversation with someone just this past week about uh, medical situations, physical health. When you've got all you need, what happens if you, know, you find out that your wife is sick? Don't worry about it. You, know, you, you, you rise up in your own strength. You rise up in your own ability. You rise up in your own confidence of your, your own resources. Don't worry about it. It's not a problem. We're going to get the best doctors that money can buy. What if things are beyond your capability? Because oftentimes they are. But they're not beyond his ability. What if we would rise up in any storm and say, don't worry about it, we've got it covered God is on our side. I know who holds my future. I know who has a plan for my life. And he is good and I can trust him. God uses the storms to break through religious pretense. When we're desperate for answers and solutions, we truly start to see and listen. Maybe for most of us, we don't actually listen to God or actually talk to God until we are desperate for God. Different situations arise, and then we run to God. Anyone ever go through the motions? You can pray without praying. You can read Scripture without really reading Scripture. Kind of just go through the motions. But when we're desperate for God, then the pretense goes away and we actually pray. We cry out. We seek Him with everything. As we're reading Scripture, we're reading Scripture so intently. Like, God, you've just got to show me. You've, you've got to reveal truth to me right now. I need the answer, Lord. Sometimes those storms are put there to remind us once again who we truly need to depend on. God's making us more like Him. That's His desire. To make us more and more like Him. When we have a revelation of who God is and what He's doing, we find strong encouragement and we learn to hold fast to Jesus rather than our own abilities or the world's solutions to the challenges that we face. Revelation brings resolution. Revelation brings revel uh, resolution. I want you to watch some more of this.
If I would say there's this big revelation, it's just in the power of the promises of God. Regardless what the outcome is, my attitude is an attitude of thanksgiving. I am so thankful. I'm thankful for this storm. I am thankful for my wonderful husband and the time that we have. I am thankful for all the people that have come alongside and been so gracious and, and, and have offered prayer and strength, you know, life groups. Um, and it's this word that's become, I'm becoming it because you, you read the word of God and you read the promises, but are you becoming that? And for me, that's the revelation. I am becoming all of this patient and, and gentle because you can really be upset about bad things. I'm more than an overcomer. I have the mind of Christ. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You can read that, but boy, do you really become that? Do you really understand it at this time? To me, that's the revelation that I have this strength that God has given me. You can't work that up. And I do have joy. And I thank God for every day, every day. And adversity and trial should not define who you are and how you live, especially if you're a Christian. Because God says the craziest things. And, you know, God just fries his eggs a whole different way. And we need to catch up to that. And, and just keep our eyes on him. And eventually, I'm telling you, it becomes part of who you are. And it becomes your response to, to life. But, you, but I, I, I caution you. I, I tell you. You have to pursue God. You have to pursue Him and His Word and pray and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you every single day. Journal. <laughs> Journal. Read. Memorize. Eat it. Chew it like a good plate of Spanish rice and beans. <laughs> just, just eat it. And... And that's where the power is to, to overcome um, trial. Proverbs chapter 3. You can turn there if you want. Some of you may. Anyone know it by heart? Proverbs chapter, well, not the whole chapter, sorry. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make, your, uh, make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. There are so many times there are so many times in our life when storms rise up 
and we'll try and figure it out on our own. I'm smart. I'm wise. I've got this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, in every storm, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Get your eyes higher. Get your eyes higher. Look upon the Lord, not your storm. Trust in him because God is good and he can be trusted. So what's your storm? What's bearing down on you right now that you need to trust God for? Name it. Write it down. Actually, you know what? Go ahead right now. If you're in a storm, go ahead and just shout it out. Put a name to it and shout it out. Or whisper it. (laughs) No one's going through hard times right now? There you go. Shout them out. You just, just, I don't need to hear them all and neither does everyone else. Just shout it out. One, two, three. Some of you are walking through storms. Write it down on a piece of paper or tell it to someone else. Name the storm and then tell the storm that you trust God to handle it. Speak to the problem and say, you know what? My God is bigger. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches. My God, my God knows me and will carry me through it. Those storms, when you give them to God, they're not your concern anymore, they're not your problem. You give it to God and you trust Him and you allow Him to address it in His timing and in His way. God will see you through it. When we can do this, we actively live out the encouragement that we find again within Scripture. Philippians chapter 4. We'll put it on the screen for you so that you can get it in you. But also, write this down. Later on this week or this afternoon, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Write them down on a card. Stick them on a mirror. Stick them on your dashboard. Stick it wherever you need to stick it so that you will once again reaffirm this every time you walk into those situations. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Anyone need a peace that passes all understanding? Anyone need that peace to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus? And don't be anxious about anything, but name those things and give them to God. Make those requests known to him. Father, I pray for each person that's here. Lord, I I, I pray, God, that, that we would truly be anchored into you, that you would be the hope that we can cling to in these unchanging times. God, as storms 
arise. May our eyes not be stuck on the waves, but may they be focused on you. That we would trust you in all things, knowing that you will see us through. And God, we do have the promises, the promises that you have spoken. And we know that they are true. We know that you cannot lie. God, build our faith. Help us. Help us once more to trust you. Because you are good and your love endures forever. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com.